Biden makes more mistakes, the new left makes fools of themselves, and Trump makes new headlines. I'm Josh Ivertson, and this is The Glorious Rescue. Aren't you tired of feeling forced to choose between staying informed and being indoctrinated? Listen to the condensed news cycle without the lies, agendas, and confusion from the mainstream media, all while engaging in deeper discussions about the principles that have influenced our great nation. This is what rescuing America looks like. This is The Glorious Rescue. Welcome back to The Glorious Rescue. It is another glorious Tuesday, which means another glorious episode of The Glorious Rescue. We're getting in right into it. And guys, I have to say, I have to start off by saying, I have lots of content for today's episode. I don't know how much we're going to get through it because I literally have pages and pages and pages of material. And when I say pages of material, I don't necessarily even mean written out or a page equals an article, but I mean a page or multiple pages of links to articles, meaning I just have lots and lots of material to get through talking about this new administration, talking about the new left, talking about Trump making headlines as was stated in the introduction, and then obviously our end of show segment, but then also, also some information, some tidbits about the future of the show that I am absolutely excited about. That I'm going to be giving announcements to all of you. Not don't don't plan for anything specific today. You're not going to get anything crazy today, but just keep your eyes and ears out for more content over the next couple weeks. And I'm very excited to bring to all of you. So first off, like I said, I got lots of material about Biden, the new administration, about them making fools of themselves because there's lots of it. If you want a better and more overview opinion, or not even opinion, but just factual information about the new Biden administration, what that is going to look look like. Just head back two episodes ago. I highly recommend you do so. If you haven't listened to that episode, I want to say it's my most informative and probably my favorite episode that I have recorded personally, but it gives you a very good and factual basis for what the Biden administration is going to look like. And that's kind of what I what I talked about. And now here we are talking more about that my predictions were right. Guys, that's why you need to listen to The Glorious Rescue because you get that inside scoop. Just another reason to hit that subscribe button in our last episode. I talked about maybe it's your time, it's your turn to subscribe out of benevolence. But now I'm going to make the case that it is your, that I would say it would benefit you greatly to subscribe now and a good reason would be out of necessity. So yes, out of benevolence, but I would say out of necessity. This might be a good trend for me to do in episodes is give you another reason why you should be subscribing. So last episode is benevolence. Maybe, maybe I don't deserve it. Maybe you don't think I deserve it. Maybe you, you're not ready to do so yet, but I said last episode, maybe today's the day of benevolence. And today I'm going to say that it is out of necessity, necessity, because you get that inside scoop. You get the predictions that I made that I really honestly have been pretty good at. And then also you get uh, more information about the upcoming events of the show. Like I said, you're going to want to make sure to hit that subscribe button so you are ready for the announcements coming over the next couple of weeks, as well as turning on those post notifications to all, toggle them to all so that you get updated on new episodes. Now, got that out of the way. We've had a little bit of a different schedule, but we are back in the grind of Tuesdays and Fridays. We're going to start off by talking about some of Biden's executive orders. Because if you remember, over the course of this election, the main argument against Joe Biden was that he has 47 years of history of doing absolutely nothing. And now we have had 4.7 days of him doing way too much. Guys, do you see this right here? If you're obviously listening on the audio platforms, you're not being able to see what I'm referring to, but on the YouTube channel, do you see this? This right here that is sitting before me, the Constitution of the United States of America. We have found in the last few days that Joe Biden does not care about it. He doesn't care about the Constitution, and he doesn't care about 
We the people. He doesn't care. He wants to do what he wants to do. He wants to promote his radical agenda. And so what am I talking about? These 4.7 days obviously was just a little bit more uh, of a reference to the 47 years, but you get what I'm saying. The first few days in office. So according to a PolitiFact, the, the wonderful fact checkers, I will make the statement and then I will back it up with good old liberal PolitiFact that Joe Biden has done way too much in the first few days, more so than Trump did, more so than Obama did, more than any other president. Basically, we don't necessarily know about FDR because we don't really have great historical records and executive orders ran a little bit differently. Nonetheless, PolitiFact then says this, quote, Biden issued 17 executive orders on his first two days of office, compared with Trump, who issued one, and Obama, who issued two. Biden also issued three proclamations while Trump and Obama each issued one. This is what I'm referring to. I did see a liberal comment or give some sort of statement basically along the lines of Republicans have been mad for the last year that Joe Biden never did enough in 47 years. And now all of a sudden there were there. The argument against him is that he's doing too much. Pick a, pick your, make your mind up or, you know, pick your, pick your side or whatever. To that, I say, uh, uh, you can firmly believe both. You can firmly believe that he has been a failed politician for decades and now he's doing way too much. So don't be fooled. You can believe both. So again, people said that Trump was a dictator because he was he was he was beginning the stages of tyranny in our nation because he had all these executive orders and pushing his radical agenda. I want to make note that, of course, I'm not a fan of these executive orders in modern times. But Biden, 17 in the first two days, Trump won. Obama, two. Biden, three proclamations while Trump and Obama each won. So that is, again, according to PolitiFact. Some of these are really awful stuff. For instance, one is that now unilaterally, without any discussion, any college taking federal funds, which I would even argue, meaning if you have scholarships uh, like a, uh, with the GI Joe bill, if that makes sense, you're kind of also in that category. But any college, any university taking federal funds now unilaterally has stated that basically if you are born a biological male, you can be allowed in female sports. Okay that I'm not even going to get into it. You can, you have already seen the ramifications. You've heard the horror stories, but just like that, just with the, the, the stroke of a pen, Joe Biden has, has willed it into existence. I could go on and on. For instance, now for federal workers, again, government employees, minimum wage, $15 an hour. We know, we know that next is going to be for all employees in this country. Some reversals that Trump did on education, some in regards to immigration, travel bans that Trump had, are now being completely removed places that have known terrorists that are known terrorist hotspots. These are, this is really awful stuff. And it goes to show you again, the Biden administration is one that is going to be a radical administration, one that is going to drastically change the scope, the playing field of our nation. Next, next is Joe Biden in regards to fossil fuel jobs, whatever you want to call them, pipeline jobs. This is some rough stuff. With the stroke of a pen, again, 11,000 construction jobs gone. What am I referring to? Basically, to put it very, very simply, there was a pipeline project, the Keystone XL pipeline project, which basically is crude oil in the Canadian region, Alaskan region or whatever, more, more Canadian, I should say this one specifically. And it's a pipeline that runs Canadian crude oil into the Americas so that we don't have to outsource oil like in the Middle East. And so there have been environmental concerns and all that stuff as always, because, you know, better than what would be better than having a clean pipeline to run oil from Canada to the U.S.? 
I, I think what would be better would be to get it from the Middle East and then put them on, you know, barge ships dumping, you know, pollution into the ocean. That'd probably be more, you know, environmentally sane. Anyways, not even going to get into all of that. But he just killed the extension of the project. Stroke of the pen, he suspended the project no longer in play. You know you you messed up. When good old Trudeau, the Prime Minister of, uh, of Canada, the mo one of the most liberal world leaders, socialistic world leaders, has come out and basically said, yeah, that was a mess up. We stand behind our Canadian worker jobs because it was 11,000 jobs, $2.2 billion in wages. Lost. Completely lost. Because Joe Biden decided, you know what? That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt the environment. It's not good for the environment. Well, again, no backing on science. We talked about that two episodes ago, episode 66, 67. It's entitled Everything You Need to Know About a Biden Administration. Definitely recommend you go back and check that episode out. The good old Ted Cruz, the fiery Ted Cruz, was the, one of the individuals who came out most aggressively against Joe Biden on this, obviously, basically saying, you know, he got rid of these 11,000 jobs, these $2.2 billion lost wages, etc. Good point by Ted Cruz, by which he was, you know, fact-checked, of course, basically saying that what Ted Cruz is not accounting for, that construction jobs, these construction jobs were all temporary. To which Ted Cruz replied that virtually all construction jobs are temporary. To which I think virtually everyone in the construction field would agree. Not that you as a construction worker, your job is temporary, but you kind of go from site to site, from job to job, client to client. That's the type, that's the nature of the construction game. Again, so it doesn't necessarily diminish the idea of 11,000 construction, well-paying union jobs, I might add, being lost or $2.2 billion in lost wages. So what else? Because I would love to say, and that's it, that's going to wrap up this episode of Biden Mistakes, Biden Bloopers. We can all go home and that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Glorious Rescue. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I have to say that there's more. And what is this more? This, this one's really frustrating to me because everyone has their own personal uh, opinion on the COVID vaccine. You can have your opinion and whatnot. Great. I'm all for it. But what I, what I, what I will say, that took me way too many tries to say, what I will say is that Joe Biden or rather that there are millions of Americans wanting to take the coronavirus vaccine. And there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans who are still waiting to take their vaccine. They want to take their vaccine. They cannot due to a shortage of vaccines or, you know, whatever the situation may be, dosage issues and all of that. We can also talk about later about a Biden blooper where the administration has lost, I think, like 20,000 doses of the vaccine. Something crazy. Maybe it's even more. But that's not the point here point here is that there are many Americans that are waiting still to get their vaccine, to get their dose. And instead, they're going to Guantanamo Bay to give prisoners the vaccines. Voluntary, might I add. So while basically the prisoners of Guantanamo Bay get to voluntarily decide whether or not they get to take the vaccine, probably if we want to fly on a plane as an American citizen, a law-abiding American citizen, we are going to be forced and mandated to, to take the vaccine. That's my prediction. We'll see. My predictions have been pretty good so far, but we will see. One of the prisoners in Guantanamo Bay is a man by the name of Khalid Muhammad, who claims he is the mastermind behind the 9-11 attacks. That is right. There's an, a man in Guantanamo Bay prison or whatever who claims he's the mastermind behind the 9-11 attack, and he possibly is going to be given the voluntary decision of whether or not he wants to take the vaccine before millions of Americans, law-abiding citizens, are given that same choice. I can go on and on. That's basically going to wrap up what I'm going to talk about for Joe Biden specifically, because we don't have too much time, but I am going to talk about a little bit more so about the left and some of the issues here. So for instance, John Kerry, good old John Kerry, 
who somehow, when we think he's done in American politics, keeps coming back to plague political discussion in our country, has come out and basically said that all of those industry worker jobs, those 11,000 that were lost that we talked about, who lost their jobs, they can go make solar panels. They can be the ones to go make the solar panels. And I hate this. I, I hate this argument. The whole idea of if we lose jobs in one industry, you know what? We can just have them make the other ones. Like, the whole idea of robotics, that's a big one. Car, car People who are in the car manufacturing deal, they can start going and building the robotics. Like there's a big difference between the two. Anyways, I'm not going to get too far into it other than, you know, more people of this new left making fools of themselves, including Joy Behar, the wonderful Joy Behar on The View. She has solved the American education problem. The entire problem of American education and whole, you know, coronavirus and schools and being closed and all this and distance learning and whatnot, she solved it, guys. Great, great, great solution from The View host. She says, sending kids back to school this year is so fraught with anxiety and uncertainty. Why not just have everyone repeat the year? Is that such a far out idea? To which I have to reply, you know, slow clap for you, Joe Behar. She has solved the education crisis. All the questions, all the concerns, all the, like she said, the whole situation being so fraught with anxiety and uncertainty. Let's just have everyone, every single person push themselves back a year what let's just put everyone else on the back burner to promote your own political agenda i the the brains in some of these people they uh they really confuse me they really get my brain going and are confusing so lastly before we head into our end of show segment there's not much to discuss here on this last segment nor in our end of show segment just a brief one for you to give you something a little bit more encouraging and something challenging as well are trump is trump making new headlines you did hear uh, possibly about his new political party that he did want to start, which to me was giving me great concern, great concern about the future of the Republican Party, about the future of the right in our country. He has since abandoned that idea, thankfully, gratefully. And he has now talked about his political plans for 2022. He hasn't, I don't think, I don't think, you can comment down below if you know something that I don't know or if I haven't seen anything just yet. If he's talked about 2024 specifically and running for president, but for 2022, he is going to back PACs, political action committees, basically, and talk about fundraising and whatnot for regaining the House. And I think this is important because if we can have at least the House in the, uh, across the House, Senate and White House, if we can have one of those, we'd be much better off than what we are now because there are many there i just saw gun law that's coming down the pipe over the next few days next few weeks as well that's awful so just taking one of the houses would be beneficial one of the chambers and so trump has talked about volunteering and also supporting maybe fundraising financially and then also just politically getting behind and supporting members to regain the house as far as republicans go in 2020 i'm all for it but trump continue to make the headlines because the left has come out many the democratic party in general saying that they are going to continue to make 2022 2024 the election against donald trump which is just ridiculous that that's going to still be their campaign and everything that they campaign it campaign on it's not going to be pro this, pro that. It's going to literally be anti-Trump. Whatever Trump is for, we are against. Nevertheless, let's talk about something that we are all for. And that is going to be discussed in our initial segment of The Founding Era. Welcome back to another segment of The Founding Era. Yes, yes, I will start off by admitting that I do know that when I talked about The Founding Era, we said we were going to be getting into lots of things. The Constitution, the vast past, the amendments. I want to get into the Federalist Papers as well. We have Teach the Speech where we get into many others. So make sure to continue to stay tuned in. 
like I said, hit that subscribe button out of necessity. We all need to hear these discussions, not because it's anything important that I have to say, but because they are important principles, important discussions, speeches, or events throughout our American history, throughout history in general, that are so pertinent to our day to day. So continue to hit that subscribe button, post notifications, sharing these episodes, etc., so that we can t continue to spread the word about uh, the show and about the episodes and more specifically and more powerfully, I think, these end of show segments. Today, I want to talk about the New England Primer. And like I was just stating that I just got off the track and the train was going off the track, what I was going to say is I know we have all those things that we're talking about, but today we're going to be talking about something different. The New England Primer kind of deviate a little bit from the normal day-to-day -day discussions of our end of show segments. But the New England Primer was first put out in around the 1680s. 1691 was when it was entering its second edition. And this was first printed in Boston, I believe, but in the New England area, hence the name, the New England Primer. I know, plot twist for you there. The New England Primer was a aid in our education system. It was, a, uh, it was to help children read. It was to help people read, actually, of all ages. This book here, entitled America's God and Country by William Federer, it's a brand new book that I have that I'm really excited about, has an excerpt here basically saying that this famous little book was used to teach colonial era children the alphabet using rhyme and illustrations. And you're going to see what I'm talking about here. So it gives a letter and then it gives a phrase to help you understand how that letter is used in multiple different words. Like the letter A can be A, it can be A, it can be A, etc. So here, I want you to listen to this. This was in our school systems in the 1600s, 1700s, I think even used in the 1800s, but all across the nation for little boys and girls, teaching them the alphabet. A, in Adam's fall, we sinned all fallen nature of man b heaven to find the bible mind not necessarily work salvation so i'm not talking about work salvation here but you understand what i'm saying you want to learn more about heaven the divine then you need to be reading your bible c christ crucified for sinners died d the deluge drowned the earth around the flood e elijah hid by ravens fed F, the judgment made Felix afraid. We know Felix obviously referring to the New Testament and uh, Paul. G, as runs the glass, our life doth pass. H, my book and heart must never part. Book being capitalized, the Bible. J, Job feels the rod yet blesses God. Blessing God through sorrow. I, I can't get over this. This is literally what's being taught to our children here in the education system. Now, a child can't even take their Bible into a public school. K, proud chorus troop was swallowed up. L, Lot fled to Zoar, saw fiery shower on Sodom poor. Not necessarily a great rhyme, but you get the point there. <clears throat> M, Moses was he whose Israel's host led through the sea. N, Noah did view the old world and knew. O, young Obadiah, David, Josias, all were pious. P. Peter denied his Lord and cried. Q. Queen Esther sues and saves the Jews. R. Young pious Ruth left all for truth. S. Young Samuel dear the Lord did fear. T. Young Timothy learned sin to fly. Running from sin. V. Vashti for pride was set aside. W. Wails in the sea God's voice obey. X, Xerxes did die, and so must I. Death is, you know, imminent on all of us. We must be prepared. Y, while youth do cheer, death may be near. 
Zee, Zacchaeus, he did climb the tree, our Lord to see. That is how children learned the alphabet a few hundred years ago. Yes, I want to say it's it's beautiful to see that. I also want to say it's a little bit disheartening in the sense of seeing how far we've come. And I do hope that's not a discouragement to you, but I do hope it gives you comfort in the fact that those are the principles that our nation was founded upon. Principles that our nation still can return to and to take hope in that fact. I like also this part is a certain prayer that you might know that dates back to the 12th century, I believe it is, that was in the New England Primer. A cherished prayer. It says, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. A very famous prayer. I don't know if that's the angel's prayer or whatever it's called. It's not the Lord's prayer, but it is a very common prayer put in the New England Primer. Prayers, Bible references, Bible characters, Bible lessons, Bible Bible verses also put into the New England Primer, put into one, basically the start off, the starting point for children in the education system, or even if there were just a normal day-to-day common man who didn't know how to read, the way that that was taught was by obviously sharing them with them the alphabet. And that was the New England Primer. There were things that were, the, these New England Primers were passed around so vastly and published so vastly in the colonial era that they were passed around and anyone who needed help reading or anyone who wasn't as educated would use this as a tool to learn. Very, very interesting to see how far we've come, unfortunately, but also encouraging in the fact and resting in the fact that we were founded upon these biblical principles, principles that we can still return to, principles that we are all completely in support of here on The Glorious Rescue, that I do hope you are as well, principles that if you are in support of, that you will continue to share, like, comment on these episodes, and that would greatly help out the show. Guys, I want to, again, encourage you to subscribe to the channel because we are, I'm I'm very, very excited about upcoming content in this show over the next couple weeks. So stay tuned. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday and Friday for more episodes. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Josiah Iverson, and this is The Glorious Rescue.